What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Hot Boy, your favorite baby daddy. Welcome to another episode of Fish and Grits. Today's feature artist was Dougie Hendrix, and the song was called Footwork. You can find him on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to promote your music, please hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or you can hit us up on fishinggrits404 at gmail.com. All right, all right. And it's Terry. Terry here from Fish and Grits. Hey, y'all. And uh, we got a guest speaker today, Miss Vicki Thomas from Sun, Moon, and Stars. That's the name of her business is Sun, Moon, and Stars. What's up, Miss Vicki? What's going on, everybody? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Making it, we making it. Today's topic is, Lord have mercy, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Black folk and why we don't support each other. Yes, good topic today. Um, Because when we spend our money, when we spend our dollars, we are not spending the majority of the time in black-owned businesses. So what we wanted to talk about today is why we don't support each other. Why we don't support black-owned business or just supporting each other in general. Listen, it's, it can be all types of situations why people don't support each other. It can be greed, hatred, envy. It can be all types of things. But we finna touch on some major, major issues. And we have a problem we were talking about earlier before we even got started about one major problem is why do black folk always think we supposed to hand you out a hookup? A hookup. What's up with this hookup? You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to McDonald's, you don't look for no hookup. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You go to Walmart, Target. You kind of do. But you know what I'm saying? You kind of do. Well, you know what I'm saying? They prices is straight across the board. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Now all of a sudden you come to I own a barbershop. You come to the barbershop, and I ain't got but $12 a day. Can you hook a brother up? No. I have to feed my family off them $12 you trying to give me. You know what I'm saying? I need my whole $20 for this haircut. You know what I'm saying? I don't come in here for free. You know what I'm saying? And $12 is not going to pay nothing. You still got electricity you got to pay for? Electricity, clippers. I got hair tonic, that dog on alcohol, you name what I got to pay for. Sanitation. You know what I'm saying? So y'all need to understand that that's not a hookup when you come and support black people. So right, I think it's kind of selfish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. I think it's um very selfish to go into anybody's business, place of business. They have those prices set for a reason. Um, now, yes, we are comparison shoppers because right. I know I'm, I'm I'm very much a comparison shopper. Um, I'm not going to pay five dollars more, four dollars more for something that I know I can go down the street and get it much right. cheaper. Right. But I do want to support black-owned businesses. Now, one of the things that uh, before we had got started was identifying black-owned businesses. A lot of times, most of us, outside of, you know, getting a hookup, when you do find one, most of the time we don't know where black-owned businesses are. So according to um, some things I researched and looked up, that was one of the number one reasons why um, we don't support black-owned businesses because they're hard to find. So how do you identify a black-owned business? It's got to be marketing. Yeah. 
Um, with that comes a problem, though, because with marketing, that means you're going to have to spend money up front, right. right, in order to get your business out there. But the, the problem is a lot of small businesses can't afford that type of marketing. Even now that we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all this kind of stuff, you can promote your stuff on there. But for the most part, the, the big foundations, they going on TV. You know, it's hard to get our product put on TV because it's so expensive. You know what I'm saying? So we have to go by word of mouth. Right. Hopefully somebody will go in and say, yo, go try this, this situation. Go try this. Go try that. But sometimes you can't even get that done anymore because some people don't even want to promote you mm-hmm. by word of mouth. They want to they want to see the product and go there two or three times to make sure the product is consistent across the board. Like when I go to a restaurant, I try them out first time, food good. I try them out the second time, the food good. Third time, the food not might not be good. You know what? They might have had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Try them again, and then when I try them again, and the th- next time, hold on, this ain't hitting on that. This ain't hitting But I did go and try them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I tried to see what's going on. Because a lot of restaurants, especially black-owned restaurants, they give you all, everything. They give you good food. Food be tastes so good, so great the first couple times you go. But then after a couple of months, it start watering down the product. Right. So when the product right. get watered down, you be like, this ain't what I was when I first tried it. Mm-hmm. So now you kind of like, nah, I'm going to step back. But like I said, I did give you opportunity. To, you know what I'm saying, get my business, but you didn't stay consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think what a lot of people do is people not staying, us black folk don't stay consistent across the board sometimes. Right, right. So that's why people got doggone like, I'm going to try you out, I'm going to try you out, and then you go there again and it's not the same quality of whatever it is you're selling, food, drinks, whatever. Right. It's not the same anymore, so people start backing away. Well, I know a business, um, I didn't yeah. call the name. <laughs> I didn't call the name. Um, but, um, and the wings. I'll tell y'all about it. Yeah. Um, and they're advertised on Facebook that they're open like um, Wednesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, like I want to say 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. They ain't never open. Ah, um, la 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 la. <laughs> that's a different kind of why you don't support them. You hit it on the nail yeah. because that is number two why we right. don't support black-owned businesses. It says when the hours that are posted on the door are never the hours that they're open. (laughs) So that was actually number two of why we don't support black-owned businesses is the consistency. If your hours say Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., but I come on Tuesday and y'all close, or I come on, you know, Friday and and (laughs) y'all... Come on back. I'll be open at 11. Nah, no. Yeah, we're not going, being consistent at yeah, all. Yeah, you got to be consistent. I'm not right. going to keep coming back to your business if your business is never right. open and the hours that you advertise and you are mm-hmm. never there. That's what a lot of businesses, though. People got their own schedule. We call it black folk time. Right. They right. get there when they right. feel like right. getting there. They right. get there when right. they, you know what, I'm not going in the day until 10 o'clock, but you got on your door at 8.30. Right. right. And then, really, ain't nobody going to be there anyway, so I'm just going, no. If you got on your door at 8.30, you need to be right, there, right. posted up, ready for service there at 8.30, right. regardless there of if anybody come there or not. But, once again, black folk time. We get there when we want to get there. <laughs> we get there. Time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo. And the unfortunate thing is, the two things, things that we just named, mm-hmm. now all black people are 
black businesses end up getting sucked into that um, identified that like, category. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's like, oh, it's a black business. They probably ain't gonna open on time. Oh, it's a black business. Mm-hmm. They probably not gonna give quality, you know, service or quality goods or whatever. But I think you know? it's it's a problem because I'm gonna put it in a, a little bottle. But white folk run their business, and their goal is to pass this business down three or four or five generations down. Yes. Yeah. You feel me? So when black folk open up a business, we just open it up for the time being, mm-hmm. just to make a little money now. We don't look for the future. We want to pass it down to our great-grandkids or whoever. Right. We're just looking for the time being. We'll make a little money now, and we'll make this a little bit of money, and then we're going to retire. Mm-hmm. No, white folks do it like this. They want a guy dog and make money for the next generation and the next generation and keep right. passing it on, passing it on, passing it on. So they making sure you're there on time. They're making sure that you do what you're supposed to do. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, they get rid of you. Right. Point blank, period. With us, I don't understand why we don't have that same mentality white folks have. It's work ethic. One, work ethic and generational wealth. Yeah. You're trying to build, yeah. you should be trying, trying to, to build, build generational, generational wealth. wealth. And that's the difference between us sometimes. Even in um, as many black women like myself who like to wear hair weaves. I have yet to see right. a black-owned hair weave or beauty supply store. Mm-hmm. Every beauty supply store that I go into is owned by Kim. You all know who Kim (laughs) is, okay? So why don't we see the the products that we spend our money on, we're giving to other people? Mm -hmm. I I have yet to see it, and I have yet to see advertisements for a black-owned beauty supply. I see salons, but they're not selling products that we use for our skin, our hair, and things like that? Well, I know, since I'm in the hair care pro- industry, I know a couple of females that's out there selling, like, hair care products for women and weaves and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's kind of hard for them to market or get the product out there because it's so many people still going to run the Kim's, Kim's. still right. going to run right. to the other person instead of promoting them. Like, I know a girl named Cece. Mm-hmm. She sells hair. I know a girl named Tammy. She sells hair, and they do hair. Great hairstylists. They on point, you know what I'm saying? But they can't get our people to buy hair from them. For what reason? I don't know. I think it's, me personally, I think a lot of this stuff is jealousy and envy. You don't want to see Cece or Tammy get ahead because you don't like Cece or Tammy for something that they might have did in the past or Maybe done didn't did in the past. Maybe they look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because you look a certain way, you might think, oh, she bougie. She thinks she better than somebody right. somebody else. Not sitting down and having a conversation with her, knowing that these some cool people. You can help promote them and make they, they product great. And then they probably can help somebody else in the long run. But no, because you mad at her because she look a certain way. She cares so a certain way. Now you hating for something that don't even make no sense. You don't want to promote her business. Well, we got a comment from Tara Evans, and she's saying sometimes people bite off more than they can chew. Black businesses tend to side hustle. Everything is all good in the beginning, but it's hard to keep up unreasonable momentum. So, just like you were saying, they start off good, but they don't stay consistent across the board. But then, so what's the fix for that, though? Do they just not go into business? I'm a business owner, so sometimes... And what's the side, the, see, the side hustle thing? See, right. sometimes because your product 
isn't selling the way you want it to sell. You have to take on a side hustle to compensate for the money that you're not making. Right. You feel me? So sometimes people do take on side hustles to bring in more revenue because their main revenue is not being made. So I'm, I'm in here selling chicken wings, right? And at first, everybody coming in buying all the chicken wings they can buy. Then all of a sudden, they start slacking off. I ain't buying chicken wings no more. So now I got to find some other hustle. Cause I still got to pay this rent. I still got to pay the light bill. I still got to pay the water. The so taxes. I got to find, I got, yeah, so I got to find some type of hustle to make sure these bills get paid. So sometimes it's not because they doing side hustles just to be doing side hustles. They doing side hustles because they have to do the side right. hustles to make sure these bills still get paid and their family getting took care of. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. up in limbo, you know what I'm saying? You be trapped in the middle sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to think that. Now, some people do do stuff like that, but not the majority of people. You have to have yeah, some type of hustle. Is, what's, what's wrong with a side hustle? Hustle. Yeah, you're supposed to be hustling. That's how you get your, your business out there. But the thing about sometimes that side hustle can also hurt you at the same time if you're negotiating everything. If you don't have a set price and let that stop hustling and negotiating the prices, let your price be what it is. Because if I come to you, say I come to you and, and you let me get a haircut for 15 then the next time I come is 20 you know what I'm saying? You know, it's that consistency. Let your prices be the prices. Don't negotiate your prices, but also let your prices be fair. Because uh, I think that's another thing that hurts us is the cost. Like, we sometimes we up sell our stuff where we know we can go somewhere else and get it much cheaper. But on my doing haircuts, this is my problem with cats with haircuts. I charge you $25 for a haircut. You come in there complaining, that's too high for a haircut. But you go out there and spend $300 on a pair of tennis shoes. $100 on a belt. You know what I'm saying? $200 on a shirt. Send other. You look good, but I don't care what you look like. You have a nice outfit, but if your hair not done, your self-confidence is not up there. So you're not going to wear that outfit the same way you wear with your haircut. You see what I'm saying? So why are you going to lowball me? as a business owner and saying, no, I don't want to pay $25 for a haircut, but you can go spend all this extra money on stuff that you don't necessarily need. So let me ask you this, Vicky. With you having your own business, Sun, Moon, and Stars, how do you all market and get your business out there so you're making a profit without cutting prices? I mean, so we were in, in business like a year ago, then we um, decided to like revamp and then um, we came back, right? And so fortunately, I have a customer base from uh, someone that I partnered with, or not partnered with, but she allowed me to sell jewelry in her boutique and got a lot of customers from there. And then they refer people and then they refer people and so forth. The interesting thing is though, most of my customers are white. Like the majority wow. of my Speak up and make sure they can hear you. Too. Oh, can you? Okay, yeah. I was saying <laughs> most of my customers are white. Right. You know, um, and so, of course, I started asking, like, what's, what's the deal, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, the mm -hmm. only thing I could come back to was um, our, our economic uh, circumstances as black people in general, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of people 
have a, uh, forgive me for saying it, but <laughs> like a, um, a struggle mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'll go ahead and spend the money on the rims because I want to look like I have things. You know, mm-hmm. I'll spend the money on the rims. I'll spend the money on the, on the chains. I'll spend the money on, you know, the look. On, on the look, the right? Look, right. Um, and, and so when it comes time to, to support a black business, because, like, I do, I, recently I had a customer who bought from me a black woman just because she liked what she saw. Like, it wasn't just because I'm black, but she liked what she saw and she wanted to support me because I'm a black business, right? Mm-hmm. But she had the money to be able to do that, right. you know? I think at the end of the day, the more we talk and the more I sit and think about it, um, there's, there has got to come a point when we stop um, uh, thinking so individualistic mm-hmm. and how can I, 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 I get on the come up and figure out how we can get on the come up, mm-hmm. how we can all work together. Mm-hmm. Because what we don't realize is, um, if, like I had told you earlier, if you look around your house, like 95% of, or more, <laughs> 98% mm-hmm. probably, of what you own in your house came from a white-owned a, a white owned business, down to what you eat, every, everything. Down to the music you listen to, mm-hmm. all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if we're spending our money that way, mm-hmm. don't we realize that we are investing in other people? In other people, mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure out why we don't have the money to market. But see, the problem is, black people are the biggest consumer. So biggest I don't. Right. So I'm trying to figure out if we're the biggest consumer. Why, why we don't? Brokers. Why we don't? Yeah. Why we don't put money into our own people right. business? Right. Right. So we Absolutely. can be we can succeed out here because I got examples out here of what I wrote down in my in my notes. Indian people. We had that conversation last yes. week. Indian people. What they'll go do is they'll go buy a store. Mm-hmm. Once they buy a store, they run it for like five or six years. After they run for five or six years, they'll sell it to a family member. And the family member come over here from that same exact store in the same exact location from that same exact store. They'll get, get rich one. off of it. Guess what they're going to do? Six years down the line, they'll sell the store to the next to kin, mm-hmm. rotating around. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're buying another one. Yeah. yeah. So they sell that to their family member, go they're purchase another, another one, one, and keep it going. Keep it going. Keep so, it going. So, so they're they, bringing their family in. So they whole okay. family eating. Yeah. Mex- Mexican people, they do this. They consolidate all their money. Four five Mexicans, mm. families, live in one house. They live in that one house together, pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. They saving up to buy the next Mexican family a house. Mm-hmm. And then once they get a house, another family move in, it's like a chain reaction. Right. You next, you gonna get a house. So you move out and get your house, you bring another family in, and they rotate it in. Now everybody in their whole family got houses, mm-hmm. doing good, got right. businesses, because they look out for each other. But when it comes to us, back to that individual mm-hmm. thing, we're not finna do that. Individual. We're not finna stay in no house with a whole bunch of people and stack our bread. Share no cause. <laughs> yeah, we'll but, stay in a house with other people after the money done ran out. And there you go. Can I have somewhere to stay? But what's so interesting, when you say that, sharing a car, sharing a house, and this and that. So one topic we had before was about the women letting the men use their cars, not work or whatever. You will let a man drive around in your car all day and not work, uh-huh. but you won't come together as a family, like you said, the Mexicans do, one house, build that wealth together, mm-hmm. 
and keep the process going. And I think it's a trust issue too. Like you were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. we don't trust each other. We don't trust each other. Why is it that we, we don't trust each other? We were programmed not to trust each other. Willie Lynch. I was about Willie to say, Lynch. that goes all the way back to Willie Lynch. Okay. Willie Lynch letters. Mm-hmm. We were programmed not to trust each other. We were programmed also um, to pull each other down. Right. Right. And right. that's something that I really don't understand. Like, <clears throat> this is what I don't understand. I would do my research, right? Mm-hmm. So I went back and did my research. And in my research, I went back and found out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you might know about this, Greenwood yep. District. Mm-hmm. It was called Black Wall yep. Street. Yeah. Black Wall back Street. Back in the 1900s. All black. All black everything. Yep. Hospitals, schools, banks, airport. going down the airport. line. Airport. Airport. Mm-hmm. All the way down the line. These people were in the 1900s. What they had to do with just coming off of slavery, right. segregation, all this other stuff. But they had their own community. Right. So, and they had less means back then. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have no money back then like, like we got now. Right. So they had no money back then. So you're telling me people back in the 1900s going through slavery, coming off of slavery and segregation, they have their own city? It's because All community. they worked together. Right. And you can see, if you look at a timeline mm-hmm. of, how, of how things have gone from that time period mm-hmm. up till now, you can slowly see how we were together. And then slowly but surely, we started falling apart as people. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved in that. That's your problem. Right, right. It's, like you said, your problem. Why isn't it our problem? Because most of the time, when something go bad, it affects us more than anybody. anybody. Right. It affects us more than anybody. You know, down to my son getting in his car and leaving and going somewhere. Why don't we support each other? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to worry about right. him going somewhere, you know. Right. But it's little things like that that affect all of us. All of us. Yeah. We make money. We spend. We definitely spend money. Yes, we do. We're the biggest spenders out here. We're keeping other generations, other races, wealthy. Basically. So the thing about that is after so much lack of communication, so much lack of supporting each other, so much lack of trust. How do you fix that so that you are my brother, you are my sister? That's one thing we, I don't think we're going to ever figure out no time soon because people are just so envious about every little thing from small, minute stuff, hair, clothes, house, whatever you got. Somebody gonna be envious of you and jealous of you because you have something that they don't, and because your grind and your hustle mm. made you do better. We come from the, for instance, we come from the same exact place. You had the same struggles I had growing up, but I had more motivation inside me. So I motivated myself and had people believing in me, and I became somebody. I did something in my life, but we came from the same struggle. Why you couldn't do the same thing I did? You know what? hit me as you say that mm-hmm. um, we also come from a place of somebody owes me something mm-hmm. you know like I shouldn't have to work hard somebody owe, I mean like entitlement yeah they owe me where's my 40 acres and a mule <laughs> but get over that yeah. they owe us 40 I'm so, acres and a mule <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I hate all this 40 acre and a mule jive 
they're not finna give us no 40 acres in no dog. Right, I know that. You right. know what I'm saying? So why right. are we even expecting that? Stop thinking people owe you stuff. Get off your behind and go out there and work. Right. Grind, hustle. It's it's so much stuff out here to do. Listen, I went to Philadelphia maybe a year ago. I go to Philadelphia. I seen the weirdest shit I can ever see in my life. These people was in the middle of the median with a table like this selling detergent. Wow. <laughs> selling like this detergent. They were selling clothes detergent. I mean, they were selling anything they can sell on the streets. So I'm looking like in the median. In the median. So I'm looking I'm like, ain't no way in hell these people in the middle of the damn median selling stuff. You know why? The people got to hustle by themselves. They don't want to starve. A hustle mentality. They don't want to got doggone begging nobody for nothing. They out there every day. They probably go couponing. And I'm quite sure they out there couponing. (laughs) Took that couponing stuff, put it on a table, put it in the middle of the damn highway, or wherever they was in the median, and they start selling their stuff, making that money. Listen, that's a hustle. And when I say a hustle, a hustle. Hey, but the flip side is, so if you pulled up on them and you wanted to buy something and they were selling it for the same price as the store, would you expect? Would you be expecting them to sell it for the same price as the store? I'm, I'm, or would you be expecting it to be a little uh, cheaper? Uh, yeah, I discount. Think I, I really <laughs> think, I didn't buy anything, so I don't want to lie to you. I'm quite sure they sold it cheaper because they know if you can go to the store and get it for $3, right, I'm not going to sell it for $3. Right, I'm going to sell it for $2. But, but they're black. So why not buy it from them instead of going to the Indian store or instead of going to the, the white-owned store? Why not buy it from them? Because you're going to pay the same price regardless. Right. Now and and I, I, feel you. and I that agree makes with sense. that. That makes sense. I would do that, but it's the upselling oh, yeah, part. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Right. Don't don't try and sell it for something you know that I can go somewhere else and get it cheaper. Now, if if they're selling a say for instance a bottle of Dove for three dollars, I know I'm gonna pay three dollars on Dove. I go on and get it while I'm there because it's a matter of convenience at that point. Right. For me, it's a matter of convenience, but. One of the other problems that they were saying as far as the top four reasons why we don't support black-owned businesses is lack of professionalism. Yeah. Yeah, I understand so that. I have, I have been in stores. I've been to, and y'all, y'all just don't know my experiences with black-owned business. I, I recently went to a black-owned mechanic shop, y'all. Was the, and, and, and only reason I went because he was a friend of the family. Gotcha. Okay? So, of course, you want to support. I always would love to support a black-owned business. I took a vehicle of mine to him that needed a new motor put in it. Okay? Paid him up front. Okay? Bad. Bad idea. But, again, you are a business. You you have a license. You're out. You're on side of another mechanic shop that does, like, paint. Uh, painting paint stuff on painting body stuff. You're a legit business, and because I knew them for a while, you know, just like you said, I gave them my trust. Wanting to support a black owned, y'all should have seen how he put in the motor in my vehicle. My steering wheel was upside down. Like the work, it, it was a horrible job. And one day I came, and not to mention a horrible job. He kept my he had my car over three months. Damn. Almost damn near six months that he had my car. And I kept checking like, what are you doing? I paid you up front. You ordered the motor. You got what you needed. 
But what I found out he was doing, he was one of those mechanics where I paid him for my service, but he used my money to fix, fix the previous person's job. Got you. He wanted no shade tree mechanics. Yeah, he wanted them shade tree mechanics. Did he require you to pay him up front? No. I did it because I trusted him. And I wanted to support a black-owned business. So... It was a horrible experience. And then, even one day, I went up there to the business, and there was a woman out there trying to fight him. The police was there for the same exact reason. Had her car too long, she had already paid, and he hadn't done the work. She wanted her money back. I mean, she was hot. She was had the police out there. He had a car for months. So did he fix your problem? Did he correct you? No, I had to take my vehicle to someone else to get it fixed, to get it fixed correctly. See, that's that boo. And it, and to me, it wasn't even worth me trying to take him to court and sue him and all that stuff. In my mind, I'm like, okay, you're gonna get what's coming to you because you doing you running a shady business. And lo and behold, he is not in business anymore. But how many people did he screw over in the meantime who was trying to support his business? So people you know, always trying people, to get over. Right. Uh, and I hate that about people like always trying to get over. Like do what you're supposed to do. Make this money so we can promote you. Like that's the point. We trying to promote black business. Right. We can't promote black business if you keep doing shady shit like that. Right. You know Bad what I'm saying? Cuz yes. it's a restaurant. This restaurant has the most amazing food I have ever had. This is a, one of the best Soul food restaurants in Colombia. I'm saying this because they got damn customer service. <laughs> oh my god! Horrible, terrible, horrible. I hate going there. I yeah. even stopped going because listen, the food is great. I listen, the food is good. Everything I had from there was great, good. But the customer service, oh, they got dog gonna bypass you. They go get their regular customers. They let you sit there all day long, and then when they do take your order, they have talked to you, like you, like you just nobody. Like yo, I'm in here spending my money. Like treat me like I, I belong here. Something no. They look at you all crazy. I get you in a few minutes. And Is business good for them? Listen, every time I drive by there, they jumping. They well, jumping. That's what it is. They, they jumping. Where they came from. So, and it could be the type of people that they're attracting too, because. I had that same experience where I was going to a place and, and loved their food, immaculate food, but customer service was horrible. You know, you sitting there, they at the register, you in line, and they don't, may I help you anything? You no. got to ask them, are you ready to take my order? You know, like, and that's one of the reasons I stopped going to them is the lack of being professional. You are a business. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm for spending my money in any business that has customer service to me is a big yes. thing. It's a big thing. If you are rude, you're not professional, and you're not happy to be on your job, you don't need to be there. You don't need to be right, there. Right, right. So, like, I didn't make you come work here at McDonald's. There you go. You but decided you, to work you here. You take that order with a smile mm-hmm. and hand me my change in my hand. Welcome to McDonald's, my happy. There you go. Yeah, something. And, and you know, we always, you at, always, I don't care what business class you go to and take, They, you know what what business they always accredit because of their customer service? 
It's Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, Chick Fil A is amazing. Chick Fil A has the absolute best customer service. That's what keeps people coming back. Not to mention the food is good. But just think if you had a black-owned business, everyone was professional. Their prices were right, and they treated you like a customer. You're gonna keep going back. Of course you are. You like that soul food? I sure do. I, I like can't stand going there. That. Yeah, the place I like, they had the best crab macaroni and cheese, like crab macaroni and cheese. But I stopped going because. They were unprofessional and they were rude. Yes, they are. My question is, I wonder if they know. Oh, they know. Like, do they know? They don't care because they they the business I went to they stay packed. When I say they stay packed, they got their regular customers. So these people come there every day, all day, and they consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like Monday through Saturday, they in there. It's packed every every morning when I go through there. They're packed. So I guess you got your consistent customer clientele base. They're gonna cater to them. And then anybody else coming in there to see what's going on, they're like, well, I don't know you. Right. I, I, might go, I might not see you again, so I get you when I get you. But I'll right. make sure they straight first. No, it's first come, first serve. I thought right. when you go to a business. When you're spending your money. Yeah, but they don't conduct business like that. So I'm That like, sounds to me like they're taking it for granted. And at right. the end of the day, it goes back to something you said earlier. I highly doubt that that business, is, they'll be in business for a while. But if they were concerned about longevity, like, some of the businesses that mm-hmm. you came earlier who they stay in business and they pass the business down, if they were really concerned about longevity, then they would check that, right? Right. They're not going to be in business for, for a... They might stay in business for a while, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not going to last because after a while, people are going to get tired of that. Basically. Right. Right. You're, you're going to spend your, mail, your money where you are treated like a customer. Right. Or they're going to mess around and get some competition. Right. Who who sees that their weakness is their customer service. Right. And they're going to offer good customer service and right. take their business. Right. Absolutely. And I've even tried, um, I always like to give black-owned businesses a try. I've, I've tried a black doctor, which that was a horrible experience. Good and, and see, and, and the, the problem with that is I think that we don't treat our own people better than we treat others. I think that is a big problem where if I'm coming in, don't assume my pockets. Don't assume my dollars. Don't assume what I have. I have, like, you know yeah, what I'm economical saying? Economical standards. Don't, yeah, yeah don't assume. Yeah, I feel Because you on one of the things I, I noticed was how the office treated the white clientele versus the black, black clientele. clientele. Now, I don't know... If they were on Medicaid, whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. Hey, if I thought you had no insurance. Exactly. But I have insurance. I'm a paying customer. But the experience wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. And then the solution is always not to throw medication. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not a person who likes to take medication. Right. If there's another um, option, I want to explore that option before the medication. And he was quick to write write prescriptions, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's not always the solution. So just the treatment and how they treated people was a little bit different. And you could see it just sitting in the office, how the, the front office, you know, treated people coming in the door versus their own. See, our black folk always stereotype us better than, worse than, 
anybody white folks else. or anybody else do because if I give you my my resume from graduating high school, went into the military, went into college, owned my own business. By looking at me, you would never think that. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah, by looking sure. at me. Yeah, you look sure. at me like, oh, you see some thug-ass nigga off the street, ain't got nothing going on for itself. Well, once I sit down and have a conversation with you, like, you graduated high school? Yeah, I graduated high school. You went in the military? Yeah, I've been in the military. You went to college? Yeah, I went to college. And you own your own business? Yeah, I own my own business. They look at you like, I would never thought that. Mm. I'm like, why? Because they assume. You assuming by, by looking appearance. at by looking right. at us, my appearance, you thought that I was just this, this raggedy ass nigga, mm-hmm. and had nothing going on for itself, mm-hmm. and you never knew that I had a whole lot of stuff going on until you had a conversation with me. Now you know, but people don't do stuff like that. They probably looked at you, walked through the door, and it was like, oh, she one of them old ghetto chicks. Mm-hmm. Ain't got number, got barely got insurance, got Medicaid, and can't pay her bills, can't do that and other until they found out like, oh, mm-hmm. she got a job, yeah, she got a career. And that's when, and that's, and that's when, when the attitude changed. When, and that's when the attitude changed. Like, so when I walked in the door, when I walked in the door, um, she kind of threw the, the clipboard, you know, the inf- yeah, the clipboard, the information form out. Um, give me your form of insurance, ID, da 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 da. It was very rude. But when she seen I had insurance, yes. her attitude changed. And that's why I said, you can't assume. Well, she one of these? One of yeah, us? that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's always us that are so judgmental of each other. And I never understood that. That's just like how we were saying, being in um, the last show about being in competition with your friends and stuff. Why? Why are we in competition with each other? We should be trying to uplift each other, support each other, and brand each other. For some reason, black folk is not going to support each other because they don't want to see, point blank period, they don't want to see nobody get ahead before them. I don't know why it's like that. It's just been like that since beginning of time. Yeah, you can get ahead, but I got to get ahead first. Right. Let right. me get ahead first, and you come in on the back end. You can't get ahead before I get ahead because I'm not going to support that. And why we do that, that's, that's something that I don't understand. I don't know why. If you come in here and say, Wendell, I'm finna do X, Y, and Z, guess what? I'm finna support you. Right. If I see a dude come in my barbershop, he's selling CDs. Because he ain't out there robbing, stealing, selling dope, doing there whatever. Go. I'm gonna buy the CD. I might not even listen to the CD. I might throw the CD away. But you gonna support but I'm gonna support him because he's not out here doing nothing illegal. Right. So I'm gonna buy the CD. I go to the mall, man, I'm, I'm doing a CD. Blah, this, blah, that, man. Buy my right. CD. How much it cost, bro? As long as there ain't nothing ridiculous, five dollars. Here you go, bro. Take the five dollars. Yeah. I ain't want the CD. Hit the five dollars, take it, and get your stuff together. Right. And they were like, "Cool, I support a lot of businesses. Just mm-hmm. do it because I was there at one time, start my business. I I had to walk around. Small story, my boy Vaughn probably looking and watching and going to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I walked down. I used to have a barbershop. I worked at a barbershop called Thompson's Barbershop on Taylor Street. I went and got some handmade flyers. I drew on them, handmade them. Took them across the street to the copy shop. Made like. 200 copies of it. Walked to Benedict and Allen. Pass the flyers out. Pass the flyers out. Pass the flyers out. Couple of dudes looked at the flyer, balled it up, threw it, threw it down. In my face. You know what I'm saying? But two or three dudes grabbed the flyer. was like, you know what? I'm going to come check you out. Dude came down, checked me out, got his hair cut. Go back to campus. Man, who cut your hair? That's a little dude that came in here passing them flyers out. He can cut. I'm going to rock with him. My boy Vaughn Baldwin. 
came down there, and I've been cutting Von Bowen hair ever since 2004. So that's going on 16 years. Yeah. I'm cutting this man hair all because I took the initiative to go make this flyer, walk down the street, and basically promote our business. business. Right, right. But I want to ask you a question. The flip side to this is, like that black doctor you went to, you ain't going back to him, apparently. No, I right. didn't go back to him. Did Facebook. that taint your... Resume. Um, did, that, did that taint your opinion? Like, will you go to another black doctor? Because I'm going to tell you, I've been to two, didn't like either one of them, and so now I'm leery. Like, right, now right. I have developed this mentality of, what, is it all black doctors mm-hmm. that treat you like that? Mm-hmm. I had a black male doctor and a, a black female doctor. The black female doctor had her nose stuck up in the air, I mean, most of the time. Because um, she thought she was better than you. Right. Pro- probably. <laughs> right, right. Because she thought she was right. better than you. Um, And the black male doctor was just slack as all get up, and I didn't care for his office either. I'll ask you all my <laughs> but, yeah, and so so that's the flip side. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why we don't support black-owned businesses. You create a bad taste in your right, mouth. You got and a bad you don't want to have that experience right, again. Right. Because, you and for you, how many people could probably went to that, went to Benedict passing out flyers, right? How many times could it have happened where somebody went to somebody and then it ended up being a bad haircut? And so now everybody's like, nah, we're not going to mess with nobody coming around here. You know, passing out flyers. flyers. Passing out flyers, right, right. Right. I'm so glad that I did do that because yeah. my clientele is based off of Allen and Benedict students, and then they grew up with me. So mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. those dudes from 2004, 2003 that I passed them flies out to, basically they are still my customer, and they grown men who graduated college and became have kids and all kind of stuff. And they grown men, they still support me. I got. And they probably bring their kids. And they bringing their kids right. now, and now right. they passing on. They telling their homeboy, "This who cut my hair. This who who rock with me." When I was in school, getting ten dollar haircuts, cause I used to do something called. I knew God was a college student that college student didn't have any money. So what I used to do was I used to do eight dollar Tuesdays. Eight dollar Tuesdays, where you come in and get whatever you want to get for eight dollars. This only on Tuesdays, and them cats came eight dollar Tuesdays. Barbershop packed eight dollar Tuesdays. Then after about a year, I was like, okay, I'm not doing eight dollar Tuesdays no more. I'm gonna go up to ten dollars back then. And they was like, you know what, when there you can cut my hair this long, quality good. Rocked them ten dollars, right. and them dudes rocked with me from that point on until now. So I'm like, okay, then I paved the way, but I had to go out and step out on faith because right. I didn't know what was going to happen right. if I didn't do that. But they rocked with me. They didn't care what I looked like. They didn't care, you know, what I sounded like. Or how I carried myself. All they wanted to do was get a good haircut, good quality haircut mm-hmm. for the low. And I, I gave them a good quality haircut for the low. And then when I, my prices raised up, they was like, you know what? We can pay that because he do quality work. So they kept, they followed me everywhere I went. So, uh, you know, I homage to them people that follow me everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Much love. And mm-hmm. and so Claudia Gibson is saying one experience should not dictate the outcome of others. And I definitely do agree mm-hmm. with that. I agree mm-hmm. with that because I've, I I've, tried, <laughs> I've done several, and I still support black-owned businesses if I see them. But... I've had several bad experiences with black-owned businesses that kind of keep me leery where, you know, I want to go to an actual A1 business, especially when it comes to my vehicles, my health, things of that nature. You know, I just, we got to do better as people Mm -hmm. and how we treat each other. 
So, you know, and, and I get that. And I'm still open to supporting black-owned business, you know. But it's always, hard. But it's kind of hard. We can make it hard by doing things to not have people trust you. So you got to run your business with being professional. Be professional. Don't treat it like it's your, like, that's your income in your household. That's your livelihood. That's your, how you pay your bills, your mortgage, mm -hmm. you know, everything. Treat it like that. But sometimes we just, we just don't treat each other. But let the next man walk in and they're not of our color. You, I never understood that. I never understood it. And I've seen it for myself where they're really good to everyone except their own. The point is that people make you jump through loops to prove yourself right. that you're worthy of having our business. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? I have to do 50 million things three or four different ways before you say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and rock with him. You probably have to sell tons and tons of jewelry just to show them that you're consistent, like, I can, I can get this. You probably like, can you get this? Yeah, I can get this. And you get it. But well, can you get this? Yeah, I can get this. And you get it. And you get, like, ten different things, and they still calling you and questioning you about, well, can you, can you do, can you do? You I just proved what? to you that I done did this. Right. You shouldn't right. have to question me anymore about what can I do or what can, right. I, can I not do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I hate that about, like, why would you do that? If I already came through the first four five times, I'm going to come through the sixth time and the seventh time and the eighth time. I shouldn't have to keep proving myself every time I have a conversation with you. And you, you. don't. Because right. you know what I did eventually? I stopped. Um, so, like, we have our wholesale license. So we look at our vendors to decide what jewelry we're going to buy, what type of jewelry we're going to buy. I do market research. Like, I look and see what's trending, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what I stopped doing, unfortunately, is trying to cater like so for a while I was trying to make sure I had jewelry for uh, that anybody would you know would want mm -hmm. like whether it whatever culture you know, right, right um until at the end of the day I got stuck with extra stuff extra stuff mm -hmm. and you know <laughs> what culture <laughs> jewelry right. I got stuck with right? right so then I started being kind of neutral like okay black people and white people or whoever would, would wear this right mm -hmm. so I finally came to the conclusion that what I'm going to do is operate my business with integrity, mm -hmm. right? And whoever's supposed to come will come. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. I'm going to operate with integrity. Like, we have a whole other part to our business about to amp up. And all I can do is what I can do, and that is have integrity. And if people don't come, if people don't patronize me, and they just don't because I still majority of my customers are white. And I'm going to say what that is, being the business owner, in order for you to succeed, you might have to, I hate saying this, you might have to key to that demographic because right. if you know that these people are not buying from you, but these people are, then you might have to cater your business to that demographic right. because you already see that they're going to support you. You already see that they're going to come wherever you at and buy jewelry. Whatever you got, they're going to buy it. Right. But our, our people are not going to support us. So maybe you, and that's bad to say because we're trying to uplift our people, but sometimes you can't uplift people that's right. being ignorant. And I don't have the time or the energy to try to figure out why my people mm -hmm. won't support your business. Support like I'll, and so I do lives sometimes. We'll sell the jewelry live on Facebook. 
and um, black people will be on there, you know, but they and they'll it. ask me a question or two. And guess what? At the end of the day, it's your money. You do what you want to do with it. You do what you want to do with the money, but don't complain about a broken system if you're not willing to be a part of well, fixing the system. Re- you're not resolution. willing to invest so that the system can be fixed. Yeah, that's the big issue because most people will look at you like this or she finna sell to the white people. She turn her back on her own folks. You ain't supporting me from the jump, so I didn't turn my back on anybody. You turned your back on me. So now I had the guy doggone make adjustments to make sure my life is straight. So now I went over here and started dealing with people that support me. Like people, I hate people do people do that. They don't support you. They don't believe in you. But when you start doing something else, they looking at you sideways like, oh, you don't support black people. You don't do that and the other. You ain't supporting me. Mm-hmm. You wasn't there for me when I needed you. Right. So now that I'm doing good, I forgot about you. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't forget about you. You, you ain't never ever thought about me from the jump. So why? Well, and most of the time they don't support until you are doing good. And that goes <clears> back to you proving that you can do it or whatever. Or it's like they want to jump on when you made it. Mm-hmm. And I, but they don't want to put the work in. To get it where it needs to be. Right. Listen, I tell you, I got tons of stories. I got stories <laughs> for days. When I first joined <clears throat> the motorcycle world, I called around Columbia, South Carolina. I called Sumter. I called Florence. I called all over the place to get these people to tell me, educate me, teach me how could I start a motorcycle club? How can I, you know, get into y'all world? Mm-hmm. Nobody. When I say nobody. Nobody reached out to me and told me how to get into the world. Nobody reached out to me and told me what I needed to do, educated me in anything. So, so these are existing motorcycle existing clubs. Existing motorcycle clubs would not give me any information on how to start a club. Black motorcycle clubs. Black. Yeah. Run a club, even exist in their world mm. at all. I had to call somebody all the way in Delaware, and she walked me through. I can say her name, but she had to walk me through. Everything I needed to do, A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. She walked me through. She walked me through. I learned what I needed to do. Now I joined the club, trial and error. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. I was just out there. You know right. what I'm saying? So I was learning about trial and error. I make a mistake. Okay, can't do that again. I make another mistake. Can't do that again. Then once I learned what to do and got situated, I was like, okay, cool. Now I got the grasp of it. I put my club out. My club got out. Took a while. People didn't support you at first. But then I guess they seen I would never give up. Right. And I kept grinding and kept grinding and kept grinding. And then for maybe a year or two, I was, my club was one of the hottest clubs in Columbia for, for a time being. Because I couldn't go to my own people that I knew. Like I know the people personally who had their own clubs. Instead of them giving me information and teaching me, they wanted me to join their their club. Oh, okay. They wanted you to join instead of you starting yeah. your own. Yeah. So I wanted to start my own. I didn't want to be nobody follow. I'm not a follower type of dude. So I didn't want to be a follower. I wanted to be a leader. So I had my own vision of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to take my club to another level. So I went out there and I did my way. Now, my way probably wasn't the right way in the <laughs> beginning. You know what I'm saying? I made right. a lot of mistakes in the beginning. But we kept going and striving to make it better and better and better. It got it got pretty good. And right. I was one of the, like I said, one of the hottest clubs in Columbia for a stint of time, maybe a year, maybe a two. But I was one of the top clubs in Columbia. So 
it, it came from me persevering, me being motivated myself because nobody was going to give you that information. And why they didn't give me the information, I don't know. And, that, and that's part of the support, supporting each other. Why would they want you to have your own? Because they wasn't going to get nothing out of it. So they right, right. So that's, that's that, 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 and that's a mentality that we got to get out of. Because, like you said, you want your own. You're a leader. You're not a follower. So you want to create your own. So, but they, nobody would provide. You had to go to a whole other state, state and find places. But to now, get someone to help you. But now when people come to me with like, hot boy, my name's hot boy on the set, hot boy. How do you do X, Y, and Z? I told them right. because nobody told me. Right. I had to learn on my own. So nobody told me. So if you come to me and ask me how do you do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to tell you. Right. I'm not going to keep the information and hold it to myself. What am going to do with it? Well, that's part of the problem. We will hold it to ourselves, mm-hmm. but we don't want nobody else to get ahead of us. No, I'm not And, and like that's that. not right. That's if, not if right. I know something that you don't know, but it's going to benefit you. I'm going to tell Share you. Share it with you. Listen, right. this is what you can do to make your business better. I'm not going to do anything with it. So I'm going right. to tell you how to, what I know. Like somebody that want to drive trucks. I don't know a damn thing about driving trucks. Well, I got a couple of homeboys that drive trucks. I pick up the phone, listen. I don't know Reach about out. driving trucks, right. but my homeboy do. Hey, man, right. talk to this dude. He want to know how to drive trucks. Tell him what we need to do. Right. And then my homeboy will put you on like, this is what you need to do. We don't do that. And I don't know why we don't do that. And I don't know what the misconception is of, like I said, somebody getting ahead before you. And that's a bad thing. Because what if Terry get ahead before me? Now, Terry can bring me up with her because I looked out for Terry. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. But people don't think like that. No, I'm going to get ahead first, and then I'm going to get ahead first, and then you get ahead behind me, and we can get ahead together. But we can't get ahead together. You can't surpass me. Right. You got to stay on my same level as me. Right. Because once you get surpassed me, now it's like the hating coming in. Absolutely. And, I, that's, and that's just like the podcast. We knew nothing about, about a podcast or doing a podcast. But we figured it out. We figured it out. And and so far, things have been good. People have been supporting. I mean, it's amazing how fast we have been growing as a podcast. And someone told me how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody told me, this is what you need to do. This is what you do. And we went we went with it. We rolled with it. Now, has it been trial and error, like you're saying? Yes, yes Lord. <laughs> trial and error, definitely. But. It also taught me that the people you thought that would support you are the people that wish the worst on you. What you talking about? And or they just don't care. They or they don't. Just, or they yeah. don't care. Yeah, yeah. they don't care, and, and that's fine and dandy. You have your right, but I'm talking about the people you thought would support you. You know, was down for the cause, but then when it was time for the cause, they flaked on you. Was ghosts. Didn't hear from him. Didn't yeah. see him. Didn't see him. Didn't hear from him. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to be supportive of each other. Because it wasn't my podcast. It wasn't his. It was our podcast. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's hard to sometimes trust. I think that's a big thing, too, is to trust. Well, we prove over and over and over and over again, but how do we break that cycle, though? Because I'm all for spending my money in black-owned business. Half the time, I don't even know where black-owned business... I've never seen... All the advertisements... Think about this. All the advertisements that come to your phone or your Facebook, I don't know what it is, how they know what you like, what you buy. You know what I'm saying? 
but I've never seen an advertisement that came to my phone, whether it was Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, no matter what. I've never seen a black-owned black owned. business being advertised through social media, which social media is the biggest platform to advertise your products and your services. Could it be that black businesses aren't advertising on social media? Could be. Uh, I mean... It could be. Or they probably don't have the information. Right. That's, that's I what think I mean. that's the that's the biggest problem. People don't give out the information like we spoke to. Like nobody wants to tell nobody how to make their business grow. Mm-hmm. You feel me? We might need to do a podcast and get some business people in here to help us show mm-hmm. us black people how we make our business grow because we basically everybody winging it. Right. We wait waiting on the word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. But nobody really know how to advertise. Nobody got an advertising degree. I know I don't have an advertising degree. So how can we go out here and make sure everybody, black businesses, get promoted out here? We have to do this podcast, sponsors, well, sponsorship. Uh, I have a marketing degree. You got a marketing degree? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Speak on it. What I was about to say is actually word of mouth it's is the, still the number one mm-hmm. mode of advertisement. It, of course, it's changed how it looks. Like mm-hmm. with social media, right? Because social media is still word of mouth. There's parts of social media mm-hmm. that are still considered word of mouth advertisement, right? Um, but I will say this: there are a lot of um, dynamics around social media advertising that people don't understand. Like, there's a best day and time to go live, you know, for sales. Right. Like, there's a, a day and time that you shouldn't do it. Right. You know. Um, right. There are colors that you should or should not use in ad that you create. Right, right. Um, I mean, it takes like a lot of time and energy, but something that you, um, I thought about this after something that you said, I can't remember, but um, the fact that that we also have to be willing to sit down and work through this ourselves. Like, there's a part of it, yeah, let me come to, let's say I want to do a podcast, let me go to Terry and ask her. But also, let me not expect Terry to do it all for me. Right. right? You got to do your own right. research. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's got to, I have to have some grind in me too. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And be willing to, to do the research that needs to Well, that goes back to us feeling like we should be handed something. Right. Instead of working for right. it. Right. So, and you had said that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, with, with you having your own business though, why do you think it is, especially being that you have a marketing degree, why do you think it is that majority of your sales come from others and not our own? So, <clears throat> if I really wanted to invest the time and energy mm-hmm. into getting more of the black dollar, I could. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I know that there are some things that I could do to do that, but I don't have the time or the energy to do that. Like I told you, my mm-hmm. husband also has a business, mm-hmm. and I do the accounting and everything for him with that business. This is a, a smaller business, the uh, jewelry business, that we're about to like grow massively within this next year. But, um, but yeah, I don't really, um, I don't really have the time to to go searching for the black dollar, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's, and this kind of just came to me. I have felt like there's this mentality of I have to beg for the black dollar, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have to beg. Here's my thing. If I got something you like, support me. Right. Right? right. If I'm if I if my customer service is good, if I 
if I'm giving you quality product, if I'm operating with integrity, then support me. Forget all the rest of everything else. But the unfortunate thing is, I mean, I, I'll see, I'll even see on my live, I'll see where people come on, like I'll, I'll know a handful of people, they'll just drop out. They'll just eventually drop out. I'm not out. interested. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. everybody has their own personal taste. I just, that's not what I'm willing to invest my time and energy in. And it goes back mm-hmm. to what you said. It's like, if I have to, if I know where my market share is, if I know that that um, that my target market is these people who will spend this amount of money, then that's just where I'm going to focus my energy. Mm-hmm. What are they saying on the book? Yeah, so, um, <laughs> not really. Ah, okay. So Claudia Gibson is saying, like most, she's tired of chasing for support, so she turned to her business to those who are interested. That makes sense. And that's her not wanting to chase chase right. behind people. Right. And we, we had that same conversation, not wanting to chase people. I shouldn't have to chase you for your support, right. especially if I'm inviting you to be a part of something big. Why should we have to chase you? Like, Claudia Gibson, my wife, she has a um, she has her own nail salon. So, the biggest issue now is getting the black dollar to come to her nail salon. And it's like, why don't have enough black nail techs out there? Okay, she do. She employs all black female nail techs. Why nobody's not coming? I say nobody. People are coming, but why the majority of the black people not coming? support her business but you'll make sure you down there talking to mm-hmm. other people getting your nails and your feet done and all this kind of other stuff so we're trying to like trying to understand but I had to let her know like listen you, you can't worry about that mm-hmm. don't worry about that what God got for you can't nobody can't take. nobody take that's right so these people gonna she thinks she's all of that she thinks she this she thinks she's that because she has her own business but Y'all know what God got in store for her. Right. God might got something major in store for her. This is a stepping stone. So There's I told her, don't don't even, yep. don't even worry about it. Keep doing what you're supposed to do and promote your business and then let them watch your growth. Right. Like, God will put it in a situation where he'll let your haters be right there in the front line. Right. Watching everything you do. Right. Watching you grow. And because they're haters, they're going to fall by the wayside. You're so busy hating and not trying to promote yourself or do something better with yourself, you watching her grow while you falling by the wayside. You sinking. Hating. Sitting there hating. And what's the name of her nail salon? No More Hair Salon on North Main. North Main. So, and you know, ladies, we love to get our nails and our feet done and our eyebrows waxed or whatever the case may be. And we have a black-owned business here in Columbia. Say it again. No More. No More. On North Main. On North Main. Black-owned nail tech. We gotta start supporting our own. Please do. Absolutely. Please do. Absolutely. And you have yours. Uh, give them a little more information about Sun, Moon, and Stars. So, what type of jewelry do you sell? Um, so right now we're on um, Facebook. Um, I, we, we did have an online store, but we kind of um, streamed back from that. But um, it's called Sun, Moon. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on Facebook. And um, for right now, we are selling pretty much the exact same jewelry that you would find in the mall, that you would find in handpicked. Like in Pearson, Pearson, what do you call it? Pearson Pagola, we call it? Uh, Pearson, I think he's talking about Pearson. No, uh, Pagoda, the one, the booth in the middle yeah. of No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just um, some of the um, small, like, um, like Express, some of oh, the okay. stores like that. So, right. um, so we have the same jewelry. So, but my, our twist to it is, we don't have the overhead that a big store like that in the mall would have, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to upcharge our jewelry the same way they would. So we have the same buy from the same vendors that they buy from, but we sell our jewelry way cheaper than they do. So that's kind of the. the um, so basically, in a nutshell, you're getting it wholesale price, and they. Right. Because they got a big business, a big building, they got to right. pay for they rent. They got employees, and right? Rents, so they they upcharge everything. Rent, yeah, upcharge yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we don't have to pay for any of that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so it's, it's the exact same price. quality. Yeah, exact same quality. We have this. I mean, like I literally so, had some of the same stuff that handpicked had. So basically, you the hookup. Right. right. Right, right. See, 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 we, we don't see it like that. We yeah. the hookup. We get the right. exact same stuff. Right. But, there the, are, but there are other people who sell the same quality jewelry that we have online also, but they sell theirs more expensive. Ah. And so they you, do it because they can. Right. Because, because people buy from them. Probably because their name. And, and that's another thing. I think, too, we are so hooked on labels and names and brands. Like, You'll see people rocking different name brands, Polo, Tommy, things of that stuff. And then you go into black-owned businesses that have the same quality type of stuff, but we won't buy it because of the label. Don't have a name on it. It don't have that brand, that name on it, instead mm-hmm. of supporting the business itself. Because uh, if it's soft, I, I like soft clothes. I don't care what it looks You know, I love, as long as the material is mm-hmm. good, I'll buy it. I don't care about name brand stuff. And and I think that's a lot, uh, a lot of our community more worried about their their the brand versus the quality sometimes because I've seen name brand stuff where the material was garbage, but yeah. they still paying for the name brand. Well, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and lie to those <laughs> people. I'm a label hoe. <laughs> I'm a label hoe. I like I like to dress nice. I like to look nice. I like yeah. to you know present myself well. And sometimes. I will spend an extra couple of dollars on a shirt or some shoes and some jeans just because I can. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right, right. like I said, you can't tell nobody where to spend their money. And then I, right. I like to have nice stuff. And it comes from not having nothing at all growing up. Right. So it's kind of like a mentality type thing or confidence type thing. Like when I was younger, I couldn't afford this. Now I'm older, I can't afford this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and buy it now because I can afford it. Right. And I ain't saying it's right, but right. that's just my mentality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I, I can't tell you if you like nice cotton hanging shirts. <laughs> you go get you some nice cotton hanging shirts. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, might. I, I'm not into. I like looking nice. I'm always gonna look nice, but I'm just not into the brand now. When I was younger, I was really into name brand stuff. But as I got older, I started realizing where to put my money at. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I think that's the difference now. Cause I can look at a a polo white t-shirt and a Hanes white t-shirt, and they look the same. But one is going to be $10 more. Let me tell you some tricks. You too. see? So, 
more times than none, that plain white t-shirt, the one, and then the one that has the polo tag came on, from the same place. made in the exact same warehouse. <laughs> there you go. But, so there's a little light that comes on. I learned this mm-hmm. from some years ago, but there's a little light that comes on that tells the people who are putting the tags in which tag to put on for this hour. So for this hour, put Hanes in. For this hour, put whatever, you know, Walmart brand. So, Wow, that's what yeah, I never like knew. Like Kroger orange juice is bomb. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all, if you ain't never had Kroger orange juice, I ain't never had no Kroger orange juice. But I, I mean, if you look at most labels, Listen. the ingredients are normally the same. They're just a. Uh, you uh, can't uh, talk to me about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm a I'm a label whore. I like hunts ketchup. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I like. You know what I'm saying? Versus Heinz. Yeah, you know, I, I got to have my my certain things I need to have. Yeah, I got to have in my life. and that's understandable, too. And, I, I, and I'm like that with certain things. Okay. Like, with certain things. Um, so, you know, like my nails and stuff. I've been to several different nail techs and stuff like that looking for quality. quality. And I am going to hit your wife up when she open back up. But my thing is this. When I go there, it's don't rush me through the chair because you trying to get to the next person. If oh, I yeah. come in here and I spend $120 on Hold getting on. my getting you, my feet. You, you spend $120 on nails? And yes, I do. I mean, I might need to do some homework <laughs> when I get to the house you or know, something. Good if long. I come in your your place and I spend $120 get my feet done and my hands done, I don't expect you to try and rush me through the process. It should be a good experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, I like getting my mimosas. I like to sit back and let them do their job. You know, but, and that's why I've, you know, been to nail tech, at the nail tech, at the nail tech, until I found someone that I like. Gotcha. You know, but we we just got to do better. But I, I, I have yet to see, and that's another thing, y'all. Like, if you have black-owned businesses and you're selling quality stuff, definitely send, put your stuff, put your, if you have a black-owned business, put it in the marks, please. Put your name of your business in the um comments in the comments so we can shout y'all out because like in in the beginning of our shows the music that we're playing those are local artists here in Colombia we're not playing you know music off of big record labels these are local artists that are here in Colombia making music so we want to do our part and support businesses and black owned businesses in help each other get lifted and that's the purpose of the podcast too is we want to get the community talking again we got to start talking and trusting each other again somehow some way some kind of way because i personally would prefer to give my dollar to a black owned business i would too but we got to do right we got to do right in order if you keep on getting this money because right right i think something has to be addressed though why is it important to give so what's funny is I had a conversation with um, a white friend of mine. We know her. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to high school with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation with her, and I asked her how she felt about mm-hmm. you know. As a matter of fact, she was the one that let me set up in her shop mm-hmm. that I got a lot of my business. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So get this now. Her biggest supporter to help her get her business off the ground was another white lady. Right. Who allowed her to bring her products in her store in her boutique? How many other black-owned businesses are going to let another person bring their products right. 
and sell and in so, their business. Right. And the Let funny me, thing is, I'm selling jewelry, she's selling clothes. So it worked hand in hand. Right, it worked hand in hand. However, the thought also could have been hmm, the amount of money people were spending on this jewelry, they could have taken that money and bought more clothes with it. So right. I could have, you know, dug into her, her dollar. I want to play devil's advocate. Did you go to any black people? Because you know people going to ask. Right. Did you go to any black people and um, ask, could you sell your stuff in their store? No, she offered, like, off the rip. As okay. soon as she offered. Right, she like, she offered. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying because, you know, they're going to like, well, did you go to any black people? Yeah, you know how no. people do. Did right. you go to any black I mean, people and ask? At, at the end of the day, I that wouldn't have mattered to me. You know what I mean? Like, whether I sold in a black store or a white store. My whole thought behind bringing that up was just to say that, um, after I had that conversation with her mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. I asked her mm-hmm. how she felt about it. And she even said to me that if, these are her words, mm-hmm. if, it were, if it was a black business and a white business, and the black business and the white business were both ran with the same level of integrity, good customer service, both businesses, um, just same level of integrity, same product, same good product, same price, everything. She would choose to support the black business, and the reason she said that is because she knows that there is a disparity in the black community with regard to like the economy, as far as economics are concerned. So she understands that that in in the black community, the, the dollar has been white forever, mm-hmm. right? And so if that's the one thing that she can do to make up for <laughs> or contribute, yeah. right? Then that's what she's gonna do, you know. which is rare, right? So basically, in a nutshell, this white woman basically promoted offered. your business, yeah. offered, offered, promoted your I mean, business. She's my best friend too, now, and, so. <laughs> and, and and probably didn't didn't ask you for nothing in no, return. No, not a dime. Oh, cool. Not a dime. Nothing. Nothing. No, because she wanted the best for me. Like, she was looking out for me. And even to this day, so her boutique doesn't run anymore, but I still um, share stuff around her boutique's page. And I still have permission, you know, to use her page to share To promote your products. Yes. Because her people still follow that page. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Woo! So, um, we have covered... Of course, the four top reasons why um, black-owned businesses are not supported by other black-owned businesses. Number one was black-owned businesses are hard to find. Number two was when their hours of operation that are listed on their door, they ain't never open. So we got to do better with that, too, because I have seen that, where if it's Monday through Friday, 7 to 5, they ain't open during those hours. So we got to do better with our businesses. Treat your business like your future. You or know? closing early. Or closing yeah. early. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the lack of professionalism. Being professional. Like if you want people to continue to come back to your business, not only do you have to have good products, but you have to have, you have to treat them like a customer. A customer that you want to come back. And number four is cost. You don't have to beat people over the head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to give you my right arm to buy something from you. No, not when it's the same. You know, you could get. You know, you can get those same quality products down the street 
and they pay, they're charging you five dollars more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you still want to look at that because those are the top four reasons why black-owned businesses are not supported by other black-owned businesses. We want to spend our money in black-owned businesses, but we also want to um, be cost-efficient, too. So, And then we also got to get out of the attitudes with each other. I think that's a lot of things, too, is attitude, attitude, attitude. Um, I have seen so many times where other black people will turn their nose up at you and don't even know you. Don't even know you. That's you know, hatred like you were saying, everywhere. yeah, turning nose up to each other or like you you try to black doctor who was a black woman and she had a nose up in the air. We got to get out of that. Like we got to start loving each other a little more and trusting each other more. But at the same time, you got to run a, a a legit business and and show that you are trustworthy. But people don't give you the opportunity sometimes to show you a legit business. That's that's a that's a problem too. Like, I know people that got legit businesses. Like, I got a, a homeboy named Boss. He does lawn care. Um, got another homeboy named Ephraim. He does lawn care and house maintenance stuff like that. And people see him and don't want to even give him the opportunity or give him a try to even promote their business. So he go ahead and say, "I, I do lawn care. Come get your hair, get your grass cut." They look at him like. I would let a white man do because a white man is supposed to be dependable. A white man will shit you too. Oh yeah. If you if you let him, you know if what I'm saying. You let him, like absolutely. We like my homeboy boss came and cut my grass maybe two weeks ago. Came and cut our lawn. I need to go ahead and find out exactly what his name. I need to, he should have wrote it down. But name of his business. Yeah, name of his business wrote it down. But my boy boss came by and cut our grass a couple of weeks ago. My homeboy Ephraim came and pressure washed our house. A while ago, I give everybody an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to do something with yourself, if you promote promote me and come in my barbershop and get your haircut, I can at least go and do this. Promote your business thing. too, and that's what I'm gonna go about. out here and yeah. use you too. Right. And Boston never came and got a haircut day in his life. Wow. But he's my friend. Right. You see what right. I'm saying? So he's my homeboy, so I'm gonna support him regardless. Mm-hmm. He, if he sell hot dogs on the side of the road and he say Boston selling hot dogs on the side of the road, I'm coming. That's my homeboy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it really don't matter. Like, I don't know why we just don't want to support each other. And I'm, I'm tired of saying it and tired of preaching it, but we're not going to get anywhere if we don't start understanding that we have to promote each other and big ourselves up because nobody else is going to do it. White men already looking at us like we're not going to make that. Now, so. I already got, we got three, four strikes against us because we're black. And now we got our own people, our own people, using that same mentality the white people use against us, how are we going to make it if we going through that like that with these people? Like, listen, promote black businesses. Try your best to promote them. And if you go there and they don't do what they're supposed to do, then find another black business. It's right. somebody else doing what they're doing. And if you have black businesses, please let us know. We will put your businesses on our page. Um, you know, Sponsorship, anything, you know, once the virus ends, we plan on doing so much more out here to support black-owned businesses. You know, we try to do all good things and bring people together. That's all we're trying to do is bring people together. But list your businesses, please. Um, Fish and Grits on Facebook. We on Fish and Grits is on Facebook, 
We go live. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. It don't take you nothing. Like, you driving to work. You could download Spotify on your phone. You could download Anchor on your phone and listen and to listen. us on the way to work. Listen to us on the way from work. Um, go to Facebook Live, Instagram Live. We're we're there. We're here every Wednesday. It doesn't hurt you. It don't cost you nothing <laughs> to, listen. to listen or to leave your comments. Or to, you know, these are things that we are lacking. We are lacking. And we got to stop turning our nose up to each other. We got to start supporting each other. If you have a business out here, please let us know. We will promote your business. Yes, we will. Anything you do, we'll try at least once. Right. Until you make up, you know. Now, don't be trying to come with us with no hustles. (laughs) No hustles. uh, Actual business. A legit business that you're trying to get off the ground or already is off the ground. I'll try anything once. Right. I'll try anything once. But if I get a bad taste in my mouth, I'm on to the next. But I will support black-owned businesses. And I think that's where, you know, like you were saying, how did we have a whole community Community. of banks, airlines, houses, bankers, that article said we were the richest in America. Not ju- in America. In America. Black Wall Street was the richest in America, economy-wise. So we can tell me we can't get back to that? We can get back to that, but how do we get back to that? we got to start supporting each other. Mm-hmm. We have to start. And, 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 and another thing is, like, these, these younger generations have that, Go get them mentality. I mean, these younger generations out here getting money, and they're doing it with their social media. I've never seen so many kids out here. Support your kids. Support your kids. You know, a lot of times people be thinking, oh, my kid always on social media. They always on their phone. Well, since they always on their phone, put a business update. Put a business up there. Because these kids out here making millions of dollars. You be seeing these kids out here on, on Facebook doing this and they $100 bill. They're making money just off of advertising other people's products and services. So we got to get back to supporting each other. Getting your kids in the mentality of creating their own business. Being business owners instead of working for somebody else. Basically. And supporting each other. Trying to find this stuff. I'm gonna look up some stuff so I can start shouting out my people businesses. They're like, oh no, he shot me out. <laughs> Dog on right when he shout you out. And definitely <laughs> we see a lot. Uh Claudia saying, uh, fear of them doing better or being more successful than them. We gotta get out of that. We gotta get out of that. It's just like you said, the Mexicans will live in one house, save their money. Buy the next family member a house. They have a system set up. White folks do too. Yeah. Life insurance. How many of you got life insurance? You know how many people I have have talked to who don't have life insurance? Hell, they ain't got no car insurance neither. (laughs) But you'll go out here and buy a hundred dollar pair of Jordans and you don't even have life insurance. Oh my goodness. People get... People, when they pass away, pass down wealth to their family members off of life insurance. 
But you'll go out, you'll look good, but you leave that burden of your family burying you when you could have paid a couple, uh, you know, $75 a month, whatever the cost may be. Life insurance is not that high. So, man. It damn sure ain't more than them drawings you bought. A month. They come a out month. every month. Okay. We got to start thinking future-wise. We got to start thinking ahead. Start investing. There's so many investment apps out here now where you can just go on your phone and buy stock. There are investment opportunities out there. We got to stop thinking short-term and think more long-term. Think ahead. Basically. What you got to say, baby? Well, you, 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 you like you flabbergasted. No, no. Um, I totally um, agree. I guess the thought that was running through my mind was what Terry was saying, um, particularly when she brought up the, um, the life insurance thing. Um, I had somebody... Um, had a conversation with somebody trying to educate them on why we don't have as much wealth floating around in our community. Right. And that is definitely one of the reasons that we don't have as much wealth floating around in our community. And I know it sounds kind of like um, counterproductive of us, like we're telling you, buy black businesses, but then we're also saying don't um, go blowing your money, right? right. So we're right. saying both things. But at the end of the day, what is being said here is there are things that there are necessities that will be bought right regardless right people are going to get their hair cut people are going to get their nails done people are i mean not that jewelry is necessarily a necessity mm -hmm. but it is for are, me i love jewelry <laughs> but people are gonna buy clothes they're gonna buy jewelry mm -hmm. so at the end of the day just ask yourself you know if i if i'm gonna buy this if i can find me a black business who um, operates with integrity, and I keep saying that word because to me that is very important. Right. If I can find a black business that operates with integrity, then that's the, who I'm going to support so that mm -hmm. I can make sure dollars are being poured black in, back into the black community. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think with me for, um, who is this? Kashana Quinn Price says. My sister. Oh, that's your sister? Yeah. She says, life insurance is one of the cheapest bills. One of the cheapest bills. Think about that. For the past, for the past 15 years, every year I get a pay raise, I increase my life insurance. Smart. One of the burdens I did not want to leave on my children is if I pass away... They got to go to work and in the grieving process or they got to, you know, they got to figure out how they going to don't go fund me. Don't go fund me. Get your ass out and go out. If you can go out here and you can look fly, go buy you some life insurance. So your family is not figuring out how to bury you on the back end, on the back end. but not only on the back end, generating wealth for them. So they not struggling. But I have increased my life insurance every year. Every time I get a pay raise, I am increasing my life insurance. That's smart. 
I want to make sure my children are set where they're not going to want for nothing, they're not going to need nothing, and they surely not going to have to rush back on no job when they're grieving. So those are all things that we have to look at as far as future-wise. We don't look ahead. We don't look ahead. See, white folks got their blueprint, and sometimes we need to adopt some of their blueprints. Blueprints, exactly. And figure out, listen, listen, listen. I see the white person, they living good. They got all this stuff going on. They can take vacations. They can do this. They can do X, Y, and Z. You know what? I need to pick this person's brain. If right. they let you pick their brain, you have right. somebody you can pick their brain. Mm-hmm. Pick their brain. Man, how do you do this? How do you do that? People scared to ask for information sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Instead of got doggone just, they want to try to go out there and learn on their own. Instead of asking for information, I'm not scared to ask nobody for nothing. You know right. what I'm saying? If I don't know, right. I don't know. And I will go out here and ask you, like, Terry, how, how do you do this? Explain to me how you do it and walk me through it so I can know what I'm doing. I'm not scared to fail. Right. Because you're not going to make it every time you try something. Right. You're going to fail sometimes. But when you fail, you learn from that failure mm-hmm. and you won't be able to do that again the same exact way. Right. You feel Absolutely. me? Absolutely. So I'm like, like. I'll never pay another man- mechanic up front. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that again. I'll never you know pay another mechanic up front. So you're going like, to do the job correctly first and then I will pay you. That's a learn. So don't be afraid to ask anybody something that you don't know. Don't care right. how stupid it might sound or you might like look dumb or whatever. So I don't know. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Teach me. Right. And then once you learn how to do it, then you can teach the next person. And the next person, you don't know where your blessings come from. But people scared to talk to people. Right. People scared to ask for information. And I'm not scared to ask nobody for nothing. If I don't know, I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a damn how dumb it make me seem. For asking you that, you you should know that already. I don't. I didn't know that. But I'm asking you, so you tell me. Right. And don't give me no smart ass comment when I ask you. <laughs> I ask no you attitude. I don't want no attitude. Yeah, just give me what you know. Right. And let me take it with it. And then I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna bless the next person because you probably blessing me with the information right. you know. Right. And sometimes I too also feel like you blocking your own blessing by not sharing your knowledge. Um. Especially if someone comes to you and asks you how to do X, Y, and Z. And you know you know, but you don't, you don't want, want them you don't want them to be uplifted. Because you block your own blessings when you do that. But sometimes people get information and they see something in them they don't see in themselves. Like, listen, they gonna make it. Right. And I'm not gonna be the one to help them make it because I'm trying to do the exact same thing they're doing. So you will hold the information for yourself and not give it to them because you know like, oh, if you give it to them, they're gonna do something with it. Right. Instead of you holding it, you're not right. gonna do a damn thing with it. Right. You're just gonna hold it just to be holding it. Right. So it's like I'm gonna say envy, jealousy and envy once again peaks his ugly head at the top. And it's people crazy. Don't and it's 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 crazy that it's like that because if we are the biggest enders out here, think about what we can do if we all spent our money in black owned businesses that are legit businesses. What we can do for our children, their children, and so on down the line. But sometimes with your with your children, that's the immediate family. Like I have family. Like my grandmother had ten siblings. Mm. Ten siblings. Mm-hmm. So she got ten siblings, and they all had at least five kids apiece. And then they kids had five kids apiece. So I'm part of the, of the grand. I'm a grandkid, one of the grandkids. So can you see how many? If they had ten kids a piece, then she had five, and then she had five, mm-hmm. and the generation coming up, and we all support each other, you know how much money we can make? 
Exactly. If your family supports you, there you go. And then your family tells another family member, that's and another whole, family member. You're right. That's a whole nother you know what show. <laughs> like we can, we can, we can make it off of our family if our family supports supported us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. if one family member tell a friend, all the family that I got, mm-hmm. I'll be eating. Right. And I have a huge family. Huge family. I have a huge family too. So that's that's something to think about. Why don't your families support, support your you. goals and your dreams? Let alone the black community. Why aren't your families supporting your goals and dreams? That's another show. That's a whole <laughs> other show. But it could be because you know how, you know our families do. I don't want you hanging out with these kids, but these kids is bad. Don't go over there acting like these kids and next stuff. You put that in a kid head at four, five, six years old, don't hang out with them because they bad. Don't hang out with them because they're going to do this and the other. They think they're better than us. So mm. as a kid, when you grow up, you think, oh, auntie thinks she's better than us. I don't want to fool with them. Right. So now you don't go hang out with auntie and her kids because your mama done put in your head that auntie kids think they're better than us. us. So now you're going to put resentment in these kids', kids. minds mm. already. So they growing up don't like their own cousins because of something that probably happened between the damn mamas. They ain't got nothing to do with the kids. Yes. The kids is a product of their environment. So they're going to do what mama say. Mm-hmm. So now they beefing about something that ain't got nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And it's probably something so minute and small. It could have been over mama told you to wash the clothes and you ain't wash the clothes. So I got my behind cut because you supposed to do it and I ain't do it. You know, they back then, it on and on. they done carried it on all the way down <laughs> to grandkids. Right, So, right. you know, it's 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 weird, man. Like, family should be your biggest supporter. Should be. Once should again, be. family should, should be your be. biggest supporter. There yeah. should be no way, shape, or form. You got a business and your family right. didn't buy at least one piece of jewelry. Buy right. one earring. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. fortunate my um, husband's side of family, um, they're encouraging and no, your family, not your husband's well, family. Right. <laughs> no, I'm saying though, but it should be but your family. family. That's how it should it's be. How it should that's be. how it should be. Your that's family how we, should be your number one fan. Number one fan. You know what I'm saying? That's like I tell DJ, I don't care what nobody say, your mama is your number one fan. I be out there arguing and, and yelling Screaming. at the refs and everything. <laughs> mama is your number one fan. And that's the way it's supposed that's to be. Supposed your to family be. is supposed yeah, to be your number one fan. One of the things, my mom with the podcast, she does watch parties. You know, my um, my cousins and people, I see them in different states watching us, listening. This is what it's supposed to be about. Listen, my cousin from from Philly, I did not know that she was watching this show. Right. What's up, Lakia Brown? <laughs> I did not know she was watching this show, but she supported, and she's my Absolutely. cousin through marriage. See? Supporting my little silly behind on a podcast talking about any and everything known under the sun. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. And she's supporting my sister watching. That's China Price. She's watching now, supporting me. So, you know, it's like your immediate family will support you. But we're not talking about your immediate family. We're talking about the big generational family. Your right. cousin, your first right. cousin, your second cousin, your third cousins, right. why they don't they'll support you. Because if they support you, you Just might, imagine where you, you would you, be. You'll you probably be right. living the life. And then in return, if they open up a business, I return them. the favor. You support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Should be. So if you have a business. Please hit us up. Hit us up. Let us know. We'll share your business. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Just make sure it's a legit business that we can advertise for you. 
Um, and in return, all we ask you guys to do is like, share our podcast, go to Spotify, you know, listen, go to um, Anchor, listen, because everything we're doing is free. Basically. That's it. We're not asking for no money, no nothing. And when summer hit and this virus, y'all going to see Fish and Grits out in these streets. So just be ready. Yeah, we, we coming. We coming. <laughs> we coming. We're trying to get our tire together right now. Dude. Right. T-shirts, shirts, everything, everything. Cup but holders. we want to do things in the community. And that's the thing about it is we got to get y'all on board so we can do stuff in the community. All of us. Oh. We got to. We got to. I got the community connects. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) I got the community connects. So y'all be looking for us. Anytime you see fish and grits anywhere, no. We coming. And speak. And speak. Hey. Share your share your thoughts. Share your businesses. You know, next topics. What you want to discuss. What you want to talk about. Join in in the conversation. Just don't sit back and look. We got a lot of people that sit back and look and don't say nothing. Yeah. Say something. We'll shout you out. You know, if, sure if, if if you got businesses, things of that nature, that's what we're here for. That's what Fish and Grits all about. But definitely, if you know a black-owned business, try and support them. Please. Any it don't, it don't hurt to post their, their business on your page. If you had a good experience in their restaurant, if you had a good experience in their mechanic shop, whatever type of business it is, if you had a good experience, take the time to go on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram and say, you know what? I went to such and such barbecue today. Big T's barbecue hey, on Gardner's Fair Road. There you go. Yeah. That barbecue was banging. I was just down y'all there last week. Get y'all plate. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it don't hurt to do that. That's free advertising. So we got to get back into supporting each other and, you know, shouting out. What's, your, what's the me, name of your husband's uh, business? Um, it's Thomas Residential Solutions, but we get our we get contracts. So oh, okay. But um, I do want to shout out um, Alex Red, my cousin. He's a, a, a tattoo artist. Um, his work speaks for itself. Look him up on Facebook. Oh, so yeah. For real, for real. Alex Red. Alex Red. Oh, yeah. And Jared Jenkins, tattoo artist. Ghana's Ferry Road. Hey. I'm shouting out everybody. Who else got a business I know? Mo. Mo do my tattoos. Yeah, Mo And did. Mo, we will be doing a tattoo party. Y'all know I like doing them house parties. Them tattoo house parties. Soon as the, the corona go away, we can get together and get our liquor and our drinks and uh, do our little tattoo parties. Yeah. Chris Robinson. Ephraim Taylor. I'm not. Um, Courtney McClary. I'm naming everybody that got a business. Um, John Wilson. Who else got a business? I'm, I'm listening. They go off top of my dome. So if you got a business, I'm going to shout you out. Um, Omar Gibson, he got a business. Um, who else got a business? Who else got a business? Natasha Jenkins Hall, she got a business. She do um, the wine slushies. You might like that. Oh, is that the little slush that I see with the candy in it? Uh, listen. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I seen somebody who had some slushies, some wine slushies on Facebook. And it had all kinds of gummy bears and stuff on the top. Y'all know I like mixing drinks. Yeah. I don't drink, but she got a slushy machine and she put the wine in it. And listen, they... What's be, her name? We busting it up. Natasha Jenkins Hall. Okay, we're going to be looking for Natasha Jenkins Hall when we do our, our big event. We're going to be looking for her to come out. Oh, no, we're going to look for her. I'm going to get her to come oh, out. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And That's, then my cousin, um, Cruising with Kia. Um, cruising with Kia. A travel agent. 
Oh. Hey, we like to catch them flights now. Right now, we're on hold with them flights, but when we're able to catch them flights again, who we going to? Cruising with Kia. Cruising with Kia, travel agency. So, y'all get out here and support these businesses. There is plenty of money out here. Yes, you don't got to worry about stepping on each other's toes. There is so much money out here to be made. And we the ones that's spending it. Spending it. So let's get out here and we're going to support each other. Advertise your businesses. Send them to us at um, Fish and Grits. 404. 404 at, at gmail.com. Gmail yes, if you have music you want us to play on our show before we start off our little podcast, Fish and Grits, 404 at gmail.com. We on Instagram. We on Twitter. We on Facebook. Facebook. Let us know. Or inbox me directly. I got there you. There you go. I'm the music man. I got you. <laughs> I'll make sure your music get played. Absolutely. I'll hook you right so, on up. So, you know, we got to support each other. And the whole point of this show is you got to think to yourself, like, why don't I? think? Answer that question to yourself. Why don't I support other black-owned businesses? And make it a point to find a black-owned business and advertise that black-owned business. If you go spend your money there, and you like that black-owned business, support them. Send them shout-outs on your page. All of us always on social media. All the time. It's not going to hurt. It don't cost you nothing. So we're going to close it up tonight, and we hope that you all get out here and just do your thing, support other black-owned businesses. Anybody, y'all want to leave your closing remarks? Any other businesses? No. I was texting some people. <laughs> I'm trying to get names. Right, um, right. Get out here and support. I know my phone probably blown up, but I, I don't have it with me right now, so I can't check. Ah, you can get it. Get it, get it right oh, quick. Get it right see. quick. Let me see what's going on. Hold on a second. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we definitely want to. Let me make sure my We're going we to just check one time. We gonna, we're definitely ending for tonight, but we just want to see if there's any other black-owned businesses that we need to shout out before we end. And if we don't catch you, definitely fishandgrits at gmail.com. Oh, excuse me, fishandgrits404 at gmail.com. Send us your information. If you have any topics you want to share with us to have on the next podcast, Go to Spotify again and Anchor. Like and share our podcast. You could go back and listen from where we be, where we began. Y'all know y'all like them relationship discussions. I don't know what it is about relationships, but people love talking about cheating in relationships. Let's see. Chris Robinson. Any more before we? All right, y'all. So we'll be back um, next week, every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Facebook and Instagram. 
All right. It's been nice, guys. Y'all have a good night. That's why I have my volume down. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to get fighting.